Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Finally, somebody did what we've all been wanting to be done. A man conducts tests after tests to discover which body part hurt the most when stung by a bee. Michael Smith conducted a test which required him to get stung repeatedly. This man is a hero. It's the experiment that no one knew that we needed, but one scientist went and got himself repeatedly stung by different types of bees in different places. It's funny because a lot of us avoid being stung by bees. This guy went for it. He went right for it like a trooper. (laughs) After being stung all over the place, including the testicles, Mr. Smith decided to put the list together of 25 different body parts ranked most painful to least painful. Before we get into the list, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his procedure. What he did was have a bee sting the same body part three times for 60 seconds each. Not because he loves pain, but so that a full dose of the venom was injected. He received three experimental stings each day along with two daily calibration stings on the forearm. The worker bees used were all from the same hive, and to achieve the best results, Mr. Smith randomized the order of the stings. He then rated the stings from 1 to 10 and was able to calculate the average as each body part was stung three times. Are you guys ready for the list? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Starting with number 10, the least painful. Tip of the middle finger. Number 9, the abdomen. I wish they would just say stomach. Why do they say abdomen? Who calls it an abdomen? Number 8, top of the foot. Ooh, that one seems like it would hurt. Number seven, the armpit. Oh, man, I can't even believe he did the armpit. That was, a, that was risky. Number nine, the cheek. Number five, palm of the hand. Ooh, the hand. Oh, there's so many nerve endings in the hand. I would think that that would be like number two. Number four, scrotum. Oh, four? How is that not one? <laughs> oh, number three, the penis shaft. Oh, Lord, I can't even believe he went to those lengths. Even had the penis shaft involved in this experiment. If he didn't, I would have been like, I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you. Number two, the upper lip. Oh, how is that more than the penis shaft? Or the scrotum? I don't understand. The upper lip? Really? And number one, can you guess? Go ahead, guess. Okay, you're wrong. It's the nostril. (laughs) So many people get their nostril pierced. How could it be that painful? But apparently, according to Michael Smith... The nostril is the number one most painful place to get stung by a bee. So if you're thinking about sniffing a hive, think again. As entomologist Justin Schmidt said, Michael's study took honeybee sting pain science to a new high. Yeah, it's hard to believe that he took bee sting science to a new high. He's in a garage letting bees sting his package. (laughs) Honey, what are you doing in there? I'm trying to get these three bees to sting my scrotum. I didn't realize how difficult that is. Are you crazy? I am crazy, babe. I'm crazy about science. (laughs) Weird AF news. 
I don't know if you guys saw the last Alien movie, but I did, and it was wonderful. And I'm a big fan of the Alien franchise. I came across an article on Vice. It was titled, Guy Killed by the Alien in Alien Now Believes He's Seen Real Aliens. <laughs> and I'll post a link to this. You may remember the African actor Yafit Koto, who was in the movie Aliens. He played the actor Dennis Parker, and he was, like everybody else, he was killed by the alien in the movie. Well, Yafit is older now. He's calmer, and he's ready to share some secrets. <laughs> and he shared with Vice some eyebrow-raising stories about uh, alien abduction, alien encounters, many of them, in fact, many, claiming that it goes way back to his childhood. And the interview's pretty interesting. They don't so much talk about the movie so much as they talk about his ongoing interaction with aliens throughout his entire life. I mean, we're talking like over 50 years of alien encounters, UFO encounters, mothership sightings, etc., etc. He describes times where he's lost time and believes that he was abducted during those times. And he talks about it pretty candidly and matter-of-factly and... And with like an I don't care attitude about the whole thing. He, he admits that he has nothing to gain by talking about this kind of stuff. You know, he's not trying to promote a movie or a book or anything like that. He's not trying to gain notoriety or make money. He's already had notoriety. He's had, you know, he's done like 70 movies and various TV shows. And he just puts it all out there. It's a pretty interesting read. I'm going to read it. I'll read a little chunk of it. He says, I've gotten to a place where I can no longer hold these privately. They aren't going to go away, and I honestly believe these species are close to making themselves known in this century to this generation. I believe their purpose is to make sure we don't kill ourselves. We're losing our rivers, lakes, mountains, and our caps are melting. We need to take a serious look at what we're doing, and they're going to help us do that. Well, I hope you're right, buddy, because, yeah, we are destroying the planet. And I, <laughs> and if the aliens are going to do anything, I would hope it would be help. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. I don't think that's what's happening at all. I don't think that's what's going to happen. If the aliens have been making themselves known, they've chosen a very strange way to do it, uh, a not, not a very helpful way. So I don't think that's what's happening. If you're an intelligent species and you have to assume that this is a species that is far more intelligent than we are, you would be able to make your communication much more clear than they have. If you have a message, it would be apparent. They don't have a message. Their communication is foggy at best if it is if it even is communication we can't even agree on that what is it there are sightings of things we don't know what they are but to assume that it's an intelligent life form from another planet it takes a huge leap and it takes it away from the behavior of an intelligent race a, a, a supremely intelligent life form wouldn't behave this way if it was trying to communicate with us or to help us it just wouldn't First of all, it would be a lot more subtle, okay? You don't if you go to the MUFON website, you'll see 50,000 sightings in the last 10 years or something, okay? If you're an intelligent species, you would be a little bit more subtle than that. You wouldn't need 50,000 sightings. You wouldn't need an everyday occurrence. You would need one sighting and you would make your message clear, okay? So, that's not what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I don't think that's what's going on. But I I love that Yafit is excited about this kind of stuff. It's cute to see an old man into aliens. I just love that. Well, if you guys have had an alien encounter or a sighting of some sort, I've seen a UFO myself. It wasn't exactly the mind-blowing experience that I was hoping for. Uh, The last thing I thought was, oh, these are intelligent beings from far away trying to communicate with me. (laughs) If by communication you mean they 
they sat in a silver ball up in the sky and just sat there <laughs> and didn't move at all. <laughs> and that's some strange communication. I've had more communication from a daddy long legs in my bedroom. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I want to hear about your interactions with UFOs and aliens. I love that stuff. Um, I'm a big time non-believer in certain aspects of it, but I do believe that there's something going on and it's pretty weird. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Call my show. Do it. Steve, the missing Russian tortoise found after three years as a renegade. <laughs> I love how they put as a renegade in the title. As though the turtle was like, um, I'm going to hit the bricks, bro. I'm going to get my pack of smokes and hit the bricks. <laughs> Steve, the Russian tortoise, apparently went missing in 2014. And at the time, it was a story. It was a story online, mostly on Facebook. Uh, but he just turned up a mile from his old home, and everybody's pleased. <laughs> the story goes like this. Back in Waltham, Mass., a girl named Daniela reported to the local newspaper, The Waltham Patch, that Steve, her Russian tortoise, and also her son's most beloved pet, October 2014, after living with the family for five years, suddenly disappeared from their family home. At that time, the family thought that he may have slipped out while they were opening the door to their home, got out the back somehow. She even gave the newspaper a description of him with a little note that said, you can just pick him up and he'll hide in his shell and you can just bring him home to us. So it's all, it's all good. Don't be afraid of him. Waltham Animal Control at that time posted about Steve on their Facebook page, asking the public to be on the lookout for the runaway reptile. Now, apparently Russian tortoises are pretty rare, so, and he has a very unique look, so it was something that they thought, well, maybe he'll turn up. Over the years, there's some local sightings that were reported. People thought they may have found Steve, but the tortoise was never captured. Months after Steve vanished, the family moved to California. Oh, goodness gracious. Can you imagine leaving your tortoise like that? This week, the family got an incredible surprise. Years later, about a mile from Steve's old home, a young couple, Joshua Bennett Johnson and Andrea Coughlin, saw a little tortoise in their yard. Coughlin, who has experience working with wildlife, realized that this was a special turtle. This was a Russian tortoise, and they're native to Central Asia. You don't see them wandering around Massachusetts. They're wicked rare, <laughs> in other words. The couple did some research online. Eventually, they came back to that Facebook article way back when, and they reached out to the former owner, and they will be reunited after years. Isn't that wonderful? What a story. What a story. First of all, I love that this tortoise has a name like Steve. It's just, who calls this turtle Steve? Yeah, this is my tortoise, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was going to name him Jim, but I don't know. Steve's pretty good. This is my turtle, Pam. <laughs> it's just such a strange name for a reptile. <laughs> hey, meet my snake, Chip. <laughs> I feel bad for Steve. Steve was obviously trying to escape, you know, the four walls of a dilapidated Massachusetts home and get out there in the wilderness like he was supposed to, like he was meant to be out there with his other wildlife friends, chilling with the sparrows, the blue jays, and the lizards. And he's in his element. He's out there for years like, this is great. This is the life, dude. Yeah, I'm chilling. His friends are like, Steve, you going to go back to that place that you lived at? They fed you all the time. You know, the little kid there used to play with you. He's like, screw that, bro. I'm chilling out here in the woods of Massachusetts, the woods of Waltham, Mass, chilling with you guys. And then all of a sudden, a human finds him. Hey! He's like, no, 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 put me back, put me back. No, I don't want to go to that family. Where did they move to? California? This is the worst. It's hot there and I'm a tortoise. 
So on the one hand, it's happy that the family's been re- reunited with the turtle, but it's it's sad that Steve isn't going to be able to frolic in the wilderness anymore like a free man, or a, rather, a free tortoise. Please favorite the only anchor station that gives you crazy stories about tortoises that run away from home and other things. I'm Jonesy, this is Weird AF, and I would love it if you favorited my station. Thank you.